I feel like this is a great pick for the Knicks still. This is the best pick that they could make. But it is Wendell Carter Jr. And I think that Wendell Carter Jr. would make for a pretty good fit next to Cantor and Porzingis. I think he could fit next to them fine. Yeah. You know, this was tough for me. This was really tough for me. I went I went back and forth between two players. Um I just I don't think that the Knicks would draft a center this early. So I have them picking our good friend Miles Bridges. Which maybe Why why wait, wouldn't they pick a center this early? I, well, okay, so for me, I want I want Porzingis to eventually be playing center. That's that's my dream. And so what I want for the Knicks is I want them to pick a front court mate that could pair well with um Porzingis. And I think Miles Porzingis Bridges, is gonna have to really fill out if he wants to rim protect at that kind of rate though. Yeah, I mean I, I think his his so his defensive instincts are already really great. Mm-hmm. His He's block rate is really great, um, but you're right. Rim he protector, is. He but is. I just don't know. He's skinny. Yeah, I don't know if he can hold up, and that's why I think like an oversized stretch four would pair well next to an undersized not stretch five. Right. So that they could they could defensively they could switch roles because Porzingis can move decently well on the perimeter. I exactly. think I think that's a good point. I went really back and back and forth a lot between Wendell and Miles Bridges. I just don't I don't know. Wendell Carter is just boring to me. I think he'll be like a he's what 10 and 7 right now and I think he'll just be 10 and 7 forever. What if he starts shooting? <laughs> uh he he's at what 18% this season yeah. from yeah. 3. Yeah, and uh, he's got the green light. He does have the green light. He is uh, like an 80% free throw shooter, so he can probably eventually figure it out. Um, so, I yeah. Think that, I don't think he's hit his ceiling yet, unlike you. That's what probably the difference is between us, is that you think he's hit more of his ceiling, and I think that there's more to glean from him. Right. I will I will also say that I've watched a lot more Miles Bridges than Wendell Carter. Like, I've seen Wendell Carter play one basketball game, maybe. No, maybe mm-hmm. maybe two (laughs) yeah but so i i really don't know much about him but i've been watching miles bridges since college and the other thing is when i'm watching the bulls i'm watching for levine or even markinen but not watching for wendell carter yeah exactly exactly um but but you know i i I ride hard for miles bridges not quite as hard as you so i'm surprised that miles has dropped this low but he's had a he's had a rough season he has not been he has not looked amazing he has looked amazing. That's the thing. He's had some amazing highlights. Right. Some amazing dunks. Like, he's going to be in the dunk competition now. You heard that, right? No, I didn't hear that. Have they announced well, the dunk competition now? He said that he's going to be in the dunk competition. I just oh, read online. So Yes, that's so tight. Um, I love Miles Bridges. And my biggest fear is that Miles Bridges is a... I hate saying it because... It's what all the NBA teams say to players who have played more than one year in college, but he's more of a complete player. And my worry is that Miles Bridges has actually hit his ceiling. So I think we're back and forth on this. I think Wendell Carter's hit has not hit his ceiling. You think Miles Bridges might not have hit his ceiling. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I just think Miles Bridges is such a versatile 
forward player. He can play the three or the four. I think he's a better shooter than he's given credit. You know, he really just doesn't play on the Hornets at all. Um, I'm not really sure why that is. I guess they've got kind of a lot of bigs, and they view him more as a big. Um, so he it's hard for him to crack the rotation. Uh, but I think he's got mad potential. He was like Michigan State's team for a couple of years. He was like their dude. I mean, they had other they had Jaron Jackson obviously and mm-hmm. uh, Karis LeVert, and they had, they had good players. But he was the dude. So I don't know. So for the tenth pick, we have the Suns, and I pick Miles Bridges. Um, and I think that it would be amazing to see Miles Bridges and Luka Doncic and Devin Booker all on the same backcourt. Oh, God. And the way that they would be able to play, like, half point guard together, I think that it could be the future of basketball. Yeah. I mean, like, everybody, all all three of those guys can pass the ball really well. Man. But can they can they equal one point guard together? And is that the way that the league is going with well, oversized guys who can pass the ball? Well, I think especially when you've got someone who like Luca, who legitimately can carry the point guard burden by himself. You know, mm-hmm. he doesn't he doesn't need the additional help. But when you have the option to play him off ball and have somebody else facilitating the offense, that kind of opens up a whole new a whole new world of how you can play basketball. You know, um, yeah. So maybe on your Luka Doncic and Devin Booker fantasy team that you have in two K, mm-hmm. you should consider adding Miles Bridges. I think I'll try to make that work. Miles Bridges is hard to get in 2K, though. He kind of costs a lot. 2K overvalues really? him. Or maybe properly values him. I would um, say so. So if I'm going to trade for him, I might have to give up something good. Uh, but, you know, I can just put a bunch of draft picks together. I won't need them. I'm set. Paul Millsap. Give up Paul Millsap. I bet Millsap's overvalued in 2K still. Yeah, he is. He definitely is. I wonder, though, if... That I'd have to make the money work. Anyway, that's a different podcast. All right, so you have Phoenix taking Miles Bridges. I have Phoenix taking Wendell Carter because I figured he had to go. It, it'd be a shame for him to drop outside of the top 10. I also think that you've changed my mind a little bit about Wendell Carter, and maybe maybe once he shoots threes and kind of opens up his game a little bit more, he'll be an actual – he'll be a very valuable player. Um and it gives Phoenix a center that they're looking for in this draft, clearly. My issue is that I couldn't pick Miles over Wendell because every single stat Wendell had more of. And it was just like, if if Wendell Carter Jr. is going to be averaging more assists than Miles Bridges, how can I rationalize Miles Bridges? So at number six, the Orlando Magic. I had them selecting Colin Sexton. You had them selecting Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Uh, Chicago gets Kevin Knox or Trey Young. Cleveland gets Shea or Kevin Knox. Uh, New York gets Miles Bridges or Wendell. And Phoenix does the same. So now, the last four spots. This this got interesting for me. Only because I got to kind of look a little bit lower in the draft. And say like, hmm, who could, who could, come, who could come up and maybe make the lottery? I want to hear who you picked first, though. Yeah, I agree with that. I started to pick outside the lottery starting now. Yeah, this and is this is Charlotte. So at this point, you're drafting someone who you think could be a really solid role player because I think that the 
flyers that you could take on players that could be uh, franchise-type players are all too risky. So the Mo Bambas and all these people, I'm I'm not going to pick Mo Bamba here because I think that Mo Bamba is far too risky. So I picked players that have actually produced and ideally produced on good teams. And that's why I picked Landry Shamit. Oh, Landry Shamit for Charlotte. That rolls off the tongue. Yeah. I went for the aural alliteration. <laughs> um, but he's on a hot streak right now, so I'm kind of overreacting this a little bit, I feel. But he's not afraid of the moment. And that's something that I value in a player that's going to be a 3 and D guy like Landry. Mm. Also, the other thing is that he is the ugliest player now in the lottery. Oh, you think he he's he's not good looking. He's got a weird look to him. He's very ugly, but I also think that the way that he looks is a little bit threatening. A little bit. From far away know, though, I, him and Trey Young kind of look the same. Like if you're far away, like if you're <laughs> I if, know. If you're on the upper deck and you're looking, you're like, "Huh." <laughs> he looks like a pointier version. Yeah. He's a solid pick here. I Picked uh, a guy from Europe who currently plays for the Brooklyn Nets. His oh, I knew it. Rodion Kuritz. I think that this is a good good pick. Once yeah. again, I think I think we're both rewarding winning, too. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. The Nets have been awesome since he joined the starting lineup. So he's at nine points, four rebounds. He's playing a little over 20 minutes a game. This guy has potential to be a really good like Bojan Bogdanovich type. Not just because he's like white and European, but he's but got also because he's white and European. Yeah, because he's like six eight ish, and he can dribble and pass and shoot. He's your typical like European wing, and those are some of my pl- favorite players because they're so versatile. They're always better defenders than they look, uh, and they're just they're always really smart basketball players. Uh, so he has potential to be. Also, did you read that story about him? How his coach in the Spanish league was trying to like, he wouldn't play him because he didn't want him to leave what? so he dropped super low in the draft because he just didn't get any playing time because the, the Spanish team did not want him to go to the NBA because they liked him so much so he could be one of the biggest steals in this draft who knows uh, he definitely is one of the biggest steals in the draft already mm-hmm. he's starting for a team that's going to make the playoffs possibly I really think they're, that they will they're in position to make the playoffs right now yeah so and they're going to get Karis LeVert back this year. I think that that is a strong probability. I personally had Crooks as a Clippers draftee. Oh, for the number 12 pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and I'm a good just, one. I want you to imagine Gallo, Tobias Harris, and Rodion's Crooks. That's a lot of shooting. So I have the Clippers... I'm I'm rethinking my Clippers picks in the moment. I have them back to back taking two swings and, and trying to hit big on both of them. You know mm. what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my original picks. I was gonna change it up, but I can't do it. Number twelve, the Clippers are gonna draft Mo Bamba. Which I think is a fair spot for Mo Bamba to be drafted. Uh yeah. 
I'm I'm not going to reward a team that's losing and also the player is not playing well. Yeah, I mean, he is. It's hard for centers that aren't skilled offensively to be good their first year or like their first few years even because like basically Mobamba is only going to be useful in his rebounding and his defense and so until he can adjust to the NBA game and like learn how to play defense in the NBA he's just not going to be very good uh and if he if he can learn to shoot threes which he says he can shoot threes he believes he can but he can't yet <laughs> mm. uh if he can shoot threes that'll be big too um he's shooting threes better than Josh Okogie true that ain't hard though 28.8% right now it's not horrible and that for a big guy i mean if we're going to say Wendell Carter could turn it around at some point mo yeah, bamba mo bamba could, could turn, turn it around, around. And his best number is that his PER is 15. My issue with PER at this point is big men who are just rotational players always have better PERs than they deserve. Yes, they do. Because they're rebounding at way higher rates than a player that's playing 40 minutes a game. Yes, or, they are. Or whatever. And I think that uh, I think that's numbers a little bit skewed. Mm-hmm. I agree. I will say it is pretty amazing. He's playing like 15 minutes a game, and he's getting five rebounds a game, which is pretty solid. Um, so, like, if you think about that in a full game's load, he'll, you know, he's already averaging 10 rebounds as a rookie. I think Chris Vernon put it best when he said, if I were playing 10 minutes a game, I would be rebounding the hell out of the ball, too. Yeah. Like, that's what you do. You're If you're playing 10 minutes a game, he's playing 16, uh-huh. whatever. If you're playing only that much, you're going to have more in the tank to be able to give more on the boards. That's right. He's also, what is he, averaging a, like over almost two blocks per game? Yeah, 1.4 right in now. In 16 minutes? His per, his yeah, per 36 n- <laughs> numbers are pretty wild, actually. Yeah, I don't believe per 36 uh, numbers. And especially if you're playing 16 minutes a game. Yeah, I don't believe him. That's not it's that's not an accurate way to look at it. But I am impressed with his one and a half blocks a game at 16 minutes. That's that's pretty important. Um, and like the Sixers or the Clippers also have enough uh, center play that if he doesn't work, like if he can really only play 15 minutes a game and just provide good defense, they'll be fine. He's gonna have to stay in position too, because it's not just blocks. Because you can chase blocks and. Be a bad defender. We know what that's like with Carl Anthony Towns. That's right. He's he's got a lot to learn, and he did not end up in my lottery. Ah, that's too bad. I think that Dylan. I gotta say, I think that's a mistake. Uh, although, honestly, I I don't drafting centers high. I agree is is not smart. I think that's pretty dumb because there are so many centers in this mm-hmm. league. There are so many centers. Anyway, we're going to move on to the next Clippers pick, 13. Um, mine, this one goes with Mobamba because it, right now I'm going to have the Clippers kind of try to recreate their Lob City days, uh, but a little bit more modern. And I'm going to have them taking another big swing, taking Michael Porter Jr. <gasps> what? <gasps> he hasn't played. I know he hasn't played because he's been hurt. Two but his- 
back surgeries. It's Blake a big man. Griffin. It's Blake Griffin, man. It's Blake Griffin with plus two back surgeries. Yo, I'm just saying. Next year, Bla- how many back surgeries does Blake Griffin have? Uh, none. But he's got some. He's got some knee surgeries, right? Yeah, the most injury prone guy in the league. No back surgeries though. I'm Although he's really... not getting hurt. He's not getting hurt this year at all. You know why? Because he's playing point guard like he should. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, not maybe not like he should, but he's just not banging down low anymore. Which Michael Porter Jr. already he's got a six foot ten, like two hundred. I don't I don't know how heavy he is, but he's got a Blake Griffin like body, and he already is doing the handling and facilitating and and being the primary playmaker type. Like that's how he, he plays. is. He is, or he was. Excuse me, <laughs> in high school. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> All right, now that's fair. <laughs> Against centers who were 6'5". Okay, but he looks like a really good player. And now imagine next year when he plays, you're ha- you have Mo Bamba, who is DeAndre Jordan, who can shoot threes, and uh, Michael Porter Jr., who is Blake Griffin, but he's already handling the ball and shooting. It's tantalizing. And I figure if you're the Clippers, you got two late lottery picks and these two high-ceiling low floor players fall to you you might as well swing right that's a lot of size for a team that already has a lot of size i know but the thing about the clippers is that they they are flexible they can they're to me it seems like they're willing to be in trade conversations for any of their players and are really in a mode of wanting to acquire assets um because like Tobias Harris is off contract this year. I don't. He'll probably want a max, and I think a team like there will be a team that will give him a max. I don't know if the Clippers are going to be that team. I don't know if the Clippers want to be that team, right? Um, well, not if they're going to be able to give a max to Kevin Durant or something like that. Yeah, which I don't know. I think the Clippers are going to have a lot of money and not a lot to do with it. Um, you don't so think like anyone's coming to LA, people, or at least that that team in LA. People say Kawhi, but I don't. I don't see why he would do that. Who do you have the Clippers taking with their 13th pick? Mikkel Bridges. Nice. That's good. That's a solid pick. So they have Mikkel Bridges, uh, Rodians Kuroks. They have uh, – on. this is my Clippers team, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. And then they have Gallo, and they have Tobias. Yeah, I mean, what's nice about Bridges is that he can play two or three. So, like, he could slot in next to Patrick Beverly. You know, he could he can spell Avery Bradley. Um, or he can spell Danilo or Tobias. I'm confused about who's really the three. I don't think the, the, the Clippers really have a three between Gallo and, and Harris. They both just kind of they just match up against whatever the better matchup is. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, I think, that's a, I think that's a just fine pick. I think, as I wrote in the spreadsheet, uh, Mikhail Bridges might be the best role player in the draft. Like... I think he's just going to be one of those six foot seven, three and D wings that everybody wants and can't get. And why not? Why not add a one more role player to a team that has fifteen role players on it? Right, right. I mean, (laughs) you you, that's there's no better way to be an average team than to just be full of role players, which is why I took a swing with the Clippers because like they're going to be stuck in mediocrity. Because I, I doubt they'll get like the free agents they want, and so you might as well have a bunch of role players that you could trade, and then maybe you can get the right pieces together 
to pull a Jimmy Butler type deal, you know, or a, an yeah. unsatisfied Kyrie or, you know, there's, there's something there's, that having, having a lot of NBA players is helpful. Oh my God. Can you imagine Kyrie versus LeBron in LA? Ooh, Lord. After Kyrie goes to New York and realizes he hates James Dolan and oh, demands yeah. a trade. I don't think he's going to New York. <laughs> we'll see. Who knows? I'm still I'm going in on my KD and Kyrie to New York. <laughs> you should be a Brooklyn fan. I should be a Brooklyn fan. I am a Brooklyn fan. You convinced me last time, remember? Oh, All right. so you're not a Knicks fan? Good. So we got to finish up with the 14th pick. Uh, this is the the Denver Nuggets. Uh, I have the Denver Nuggets selecting Mikhail Bridges. Um, I think that he would be a just fine fit. They could use a little bit more wing depth, actually. Um, so like Tory Craig doesn't necessarily have to play. Um, mm. Although a lot of their wing, like he's been better than expected. Uh, Malik Beasley has been better than expected. Um, so Mikhail would have to, you know, he would have to earn his spot. Uh, but having extra wing depth, especially because Gary Harris. Gets hurt kind of kind of a lot. Um yeah, is, is I nice. Agree. It's that's it's just nice to always have extra wings. I completely agree with that. I think that they can get rid of Gary Harris with my pick too. Or he's more expendable with ooh, with ooh. my pick as well. Please. I picked Josh Akogi. Yeah It was really hard for me not to. <laughs> It was easy for me not to since I already dropped Mo Bamba out of the lottery. Yo, Josh Akogi is so tight. He's like um he's like Shabazz Muhammad, but he plays defense. You know, <laughs> like the way that he is just always one hundred percent balls to the wall. Like if you give him the ball on offense, he's probably gonna try to score it. Um and But not he's not going for long twos. Like he's a modernized version of Shabazz. True. He will just shoot the ball or he will drive and throw up a wacko layup. Wacko. Totally wacko. (laughs) But I do think that if he just learns how to settle down on offense, or at least Mm -hmm. when he's driving, Mm -hmm. I think he can be a really useful player. And for a Nuggets team that, as you said, needs wing depth, I think he's a good addition. Absolutely. I think, I think though he would struggle to play more than, uh, Mikael Bridges would struggle to play on that team. That's just, true. Just because he can't shoot the three, and that's such a big part of what they do. Yeah. I think that he would be more suited for the defensive end for them. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. Um, man, that was fun. I really enjoyed that. We got to get out of here. Make sure you follow us. On all the socials, Twitter at Coast to Coast NBA, Instagram at Coast to Coast NBA Pod. You can email us at Coast to Coast NBA Pod at gmail.com. Send us all your complaints, all your compliments. Please don't forget to subscribe and download. It really helps us out. If you've got friends who like basketball, please have them listen. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Flip and Gina. Thank you, Becky. Um, thank you, Mark. Thank you, Ben Kinkwale. Yeah, Ben. Charlie Sigelko. They love our tweets. They love <laughs> our content. Seriously, follow us on Twitter. It's a good time. We we only tweet when there are Wolves games on, but it is 
really fun. It's really fun. We tweet sometimes when there aren't wolves. Yeah, games sometimes, on. sometimes. Um, but we tweet a lot when there are wolves games on. Yeah, um, especially if I'm at the keys, I can't, I can't stop once mm-hmm. I get it going. Uh, anyway, this has been fun. I hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, we'll publish this list on our Twitter and on our website. We're also waiting on our first review. Yeah, seriously, review us. A nice one. We don't want average or mean reviews. So if you don't, if you think we're average or bad, then just don't. We don't want the first one to suck, right? Yeah, the first one's got to be good. My power is out, so I gotta go to somebody else's house so I can charge my phone and order some pizza. Ooh, have yeah. fun. We'll do. Bye, Dylan. Bye, Tlanga. Peace.